Welcome to Sketch Magazine Podcast, hosted by Bill Nichols, Senior Editor of Sketch Magazine, John Wilson, Editor of Sketch Daily over at ComicRelated.com, and myself, Robert W. Hickey, Publisher of Sketch Magazine and Co-Founder of Blue Line. Come back after the music and find out what we have to offer in this episode. Creators, this is John, and you have once again located the Sketch Magazine podcast. I am joined, as always, with sketch publisher Bob Hickey, sketch editor Bill Nichols, and tonight our discussion will be about conventions versus social media. Now, someone will have to explain this because, on the surface, these look like two different things. But we'll explain the connection, or rather, <laughs> Bob will explain the connection. Well, my my concept, I guess, because we're working on is uh, well, by the way, hi guys. Um, my connection, of course, is working with Skystorm is trying to build that fan base. So I guess my thoughts are, how can you build and establish a fan base? And back in the day, when all of us was out there running around. Really, all we had was conventions to reach comic fans, to show our stuff. Um, so that's sort of why I brought up, is your time better spent working social medias, building your fan base there, compared to, as you brought up, John, conventions have sort of become the place where people just go to make money, not so much sell their wares. That's true. Or show their properties. Or promote themselves. So I just sort of come up thinking, you know, you brought that subject up a couple weeks ago. And, you know, we're looking at trying to build a fan base up with Skystorm. And Clay's way, of course, is the current thing. And Bill's working on artists. So, I don't know. I thought I'd throw it out there and see what you guys thought. The pros and cons. And hopefully we can help somebody. And for people who might have missed that discussion, um, what it essentially was is at a recent convention there were a number of people there who were very busy creating prints uh, that they had been asked to create by fans, um, but they weren't really promoting their own books. They were doing, they weren't even doing prints of their own characters. They were doing uh, characters from the big two, usually. Right. So. It, uh, it seems to be a disparity there that, um, I mean, if you're going there as a print artist, that's one thing, you know, mazel tov, go ahead, make your money. But um, if you're also trying to get your name out there as, an, as a true comic creator, um, it would seem to be kind of a disparity of thought there. The two don't quite seem to work together exactly. What's your idea, Bill? Well, I, I think one of the things is that there is a balance there, that, or there can be a balance. Um, by doing sketches or doing um, prints or whatever, you can pull people in because they're interested in seeing what you're doing. And if you can take that opportunity to show off your stuff, then that is, you know, that becomes an invitation. We've talked about that before, 
on a probably I think it was a really early podcast maybe, and um, but not you know totally ignoring the people that come up to your table. You want to engage people because you want them to uh, once you once the convention's over, all they have left is that convention experience really, or maybe the print that you did or whatever. But if you you know kind of just did it and you didn't really um, you know share even you know just a, a couple of minutes or a minute or you know whatever when you're talking about what you're doing or about whatever project project you have come up, you know coming up or that you have on your table if you're going to promote something then that's sort of a wasted opportunity right. so uh, like i said there has to be a balance and it's hard to, to do that sometimes if you're in the moment and especially if you are flooded with requests then maybe that's on your mind, it's like, ooh, I can make the, you know, my light bill this month, or I can pay for San Diego, or I can pay for, you know, something else, more prints, well, or I can further this, and that's, you know, I can I can understand that. So. Okay, so you're saying I should go out and make Spider-Man and and Batman prints to sucker people over my table, so then I can hand them a Claysway trading card. No, I'm talking. I'm saying that. Uh, oh, wait a minute. I wasn't even getting to that, that part, part yet. Of it. Um, just doing but, commission sketches well, that's, and that thing. I sort of threw that know? out there for a reason because I, I do that. Right. I don't do Spider-Man or Batman, yeah. but I do. I, I have a Star Wars print. You guys have seen it, Obi-Wan mm-hmm. Kenobi. Right. I will sell. I can tell you if I didn't offer those prints at shows. I would cut my sales in 50%. And it's a single print, and usually it's stuck right in the middle of my table or surrounded by either Skystorm stuff and Clay'sway stuff. It's not highlighted on the back wall, nothing. And it is that one print usually is 50% of my sales. And I did that print years ago as a watercolor and gave the original to my brother and some of the star for you know Star Wars friends of mine saw it and said, "Well, you make prints." I never thought about it. Um, so I do take that opportunity to hand them a trading card, and I have recently thought maybe I do need to do a couple Spider Mans and Batmans or something like that just to offer those up to get people over to hand them a trading card for Clay'sway or Skystorm. Um, so I, I think it's a you have to do more than just go to the table, lay your book on the table, go to the show, lay your book on the table, and sit behind it. And I see that at every single show. And artists need to look up. It's the when I, when I, even, I see guys who aren't even doing commissions just sitting there waiting like they're scared to death if you're going to approach them. And well, I'm like, sure, yeah. oh my gosh, come on, guys. Well, you know, there is kind of a disparity in this, uh, I guess, in our medium, um, because for some reason, our medium attracts socially, um, I don't want to say enough, because that's mean. Introverted. uh, Introverted. Yeah, attracts kind of a more introverted crowd. A lot of these, uh, a lot of these kids have no sales experience or have no experience dealing well with i, I think that's why we do what we do 
we we re, we do it yeah. through our stories and through our art but unfortunately we don't seem to be able to take the next step as you said to promote and sell some of these guys are great artists right. great creators if you can get them to say anything to to do to if they're like if you approach them they'll probably sell you to death but they don't have a outreaching personality yeah. right they don't have an opening right. line you know you really need that opening line yes. yeah it could even be you know having a thing of candy on your table and going you want a piece of candy mm-hmm. and you know that could at least get them to walk over long enough to stop get a piece of candy look down at what you're doing and you know hopefully something will catch their eye right but it, it's it's really an important part of it now that you have to be able to sell yourself. You have to be able to sell your work. Or if you can't, you need to get someone to hang out at the table with a you. A buddy, a girlfriend, something. Right, exactly. You need to get you need to get someone who's fairly gregarious, you know, fairly you know, not not shocking to the eye or anything, kind of you know, middle of the road cute mm-hmm. or whatever. And um get them out there to do it for you, you know. Um you know, I I kinda have to go back to the ringtails on this all the time. They have a team. Right. You know? Jackie rarely looks right. up. But mm-hmm. you've got Darren, Krista, Alicia sometimes, all there behind them going, Hey, you wanna come look at this? Well, you know, you wanna come look at that? It's always kind of a you know, there's always activity. There's always something right. going on. So, you know, um, it, it's got to be done. I mean, there's no other way to get to sell yourself. I mean, if you if you can't do that, maybe you should stick to the social medias. Because there are a lot of people who are a lot braver on print than they are, you know, in a one-to-one social situation. Well, for me personally, you'll never see me sketch. You'll never see me do commissions. You'll never see me do that stuff. I, I won't do it. Uh, that's just me. Um, Derby City was the one we just did, and I had a great time because I talked to some people, people who hadn't seen me, who knew that I was coming via my social media, uh, sought me out. So for me, that was a balance that worked one way. Now, a friend of mine, Scotty Watson, will do free sketches, and people will come to his table. They'll come back, and they'll buy his prints and from the other shows that he has done, and be you know he'll he'll do that stuff. And sometimes it's hard for him with the just all the stuff that he does to get away from his table. Because uh, like last year, that was how we, we sort of met briefly at each other's table. But um, last year, I, I mean, I, well, this year too, I taught comics. And that's and it gave me a chance, though, to get away with Alexander and peruse the floor right. and then find other people that I knew. I still didn't see everybody. There were still people I missed, but um, so I mean, like again, there is a balance 
in all it's, it's situational and it's it's sometimes based on the person because some people are just naturally you can tell when they walk in a room and they're that way in in person they're that way in uh whether they're uh eating an orange or drawing spider-man you know and some people aren't and that's we again we've talked about some of those things on earlier podcasts which i encourage people to go back and download at uh, sketchmagazine.net slash podcast. So, uh, it really, I, I, it does depend. And, and it does depend on what your goal is and what you're, we're going to do. You're, you want to do out of the, um, out of that con experience. So, that's me. I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying it's, well, for me, it's right. There, so there. that's it. Okay, our lead Fancy. into this was um, conventions versus um, social medias. So, right. My my thing is, conventions used to be the only way we could really outreach and touch an audience because, mm-hmm. well, it wasn't the only way. We did distribute to some comic shops back a long time ago, but that option seems to be less and less and less. Um. So right now you you're almost dealing directly with uh comic shops or not comic shops but comic fans with your with your media and especially the more the digital stuff starts to come out you're definitely dealing more directly um so the the amount of people that you can converse with at a con compared to who you can build up a social media is you know it's much more to social media at least i believe so i just don't know how many of those you can convert over to fans you know what i mean how many of those can you convert to either hit your strip every day or to purchase your digital or print downloads to support you um yeah i i think well again i i think it really if you meet somebody in person, that can reinforce. Again, we've talked about investing, someone investing in you as a creator, as a person. Because, well, like last year, you had Katie and Clay at right. Derby City. And that was a tremendous help and a hook for people to to be reeled in. Not uh, in well, a bad way, but in, by, by having Clay there and... Yeah, as long as we don't uh, let him sign autographs, that's cool. Um, <laughs> the Kate, Katie's hook is that when they see our banner, it says dyslexia and ADHD, they seem to, of course, migrate to her, not me, because I can mm-hmm. do the same show without her and not have as many people come and talk to me. So it's definitely the female thing um, that, you know, the mothers, the teachers, the, the parents who will come and talk to her about, you know, they know a child, da, 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 you know, and usually within a conversation, they might pick up something, and that's cool. And, of course, you can't get that with social medias, because they're not getting that interaction directly, you're not face-to-face, you're, you're not doing that, but I, I just, I feel like, well, at DerbyCon, I think we sold, you know, a couple Storm Quests and a couple Tempered Stills, right? And that was really it. One day show. Um, 
heavily comic crowd was there. So, I mean, as far as success, I wouldn't call that a success. Um, Clay's Way, I sold several magazines and, and prints and trading cards and buttons. So, to me, that's that was more of a success. Um, did have one gentleman who saw us there last year come back this year, pick up some things, and do, does an older gentleman and follows the strip online and follows the social media. So, uh, you know, you get you can build those, I guess. Right. But um, I, I guess where we need to go with this is where is your best effort put? to build a following for your project? Um, I'd say on a day-to-day -day basis, it would be your social media. Okay. And, 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 and frequently reinforced by the occasional show, or some people do a steady diet of shows. But um, for us, social media, we with social media, whether it's Facebook or Twitter, the stuff that we talked about before, you can do posts every day every hour every other minute if you want to flood people of course you take the chance on you know alienating people by filling their their facebook right. wall but uh you can let people in on what you're doing whether it's your family your friends the people who uh, have followed you as the as your project has developed and has gone through from the idea stage, hey, I'm, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do a strip about a guy who um, wakes up in a hospital and, you know, sees people as representations of what they are, to all the way now, 100 strips later, you know, the new RT strip has posted. Mm -hmm. And, you know, same thing with Clay's Way, people, I see more people sharing here and there than I did I before. Which is cool. It helps. Helps you know, a lot. And you know, people hitting like on those on those um, when you share it and I share it. Um, again, I go into Clay's way, and so do you, and share it on the fan page, which posts to our um, the different Twitters when we do right. that stuff. Um, because you don't even if you don't hit, if you hit just once a day, you may miss somebody three hours right. from now. And I've I've been posting some of those things a little bit more sporadically through the day or you know throughout the week because of that very concept because you and I both have thousands of people on our Facebook right. friends list they all right. don't see it even if they were all watching it right now they all wouldn't see it but if you increase the chances and the opportunities for people to see those posts. And maybe you have one or two friends who who like a post, which somehow makes it, you know, it, it may share or share it and carries it forward. Then that can bring people in, and you can do that. And again, if you go to a show or go to, you know, then you can meet people in person, and that's to me that's a reinforcement. Uh, and it is a chance again to make to see for people to see the person behind what we're doing. You know, whether it's it's me sitting behind a table with my son, or Yuko, 
you know, drawing all this awesome stuff across the aisle from me. Um, or Dell Banks. They were both doing stuff. Um, again, there is a balance. And you have, you, you have to sit down with your whatever you're trying to do. You have to plan out some of your goals. Whether it's you're going to pr- produce uh, X number of pages, all this stuff, you know, that stuff. Also, how you're going to promote it. And what you're going to do to make that a success or put it in the eyes of as many people as possible. And, and by um, having a plan, and I've talked about that before on Comics Mentor, having a plan helps you. Helps you organize your stuff. And so everything is just not you know, off the cuff because you, you lose things and things go through, you know, fall through the cracks. So if your plan is to just go to conventions, then that's one thing. And you may see a certain set of people there. And if a show has, what, a couple thousand Mm -hmm. people maybe or more maybe, how many of those people walk past you and don't stop, irregardless of what you're doing? If you're sketching, you know, you may have you may see some some eyes glance your way, but your chances of people stopping and talking are greatly increased if those people have been following you on your Facebook, uh, your, your, your regular fan page or your Twitter or um, your website, the, you know, following the stuff that you do or the company that you work for, the studio you're affiliated with. Um, if people know of you, know something about you, then they are more likely to stop and talk and say, hey, I remember when you did that. And maybe there's a print on your wall that you showed on Facebook and you showed the steps, which, you know, you should share with us on mm-hmm. Sketch Magazine. <clears throat> but um, um, you, you increase your chances by, by making that personal stuff and that goes back to what we were saying again about just sitting there waiting for people to come to you sometimes you have to talk to people or say how's your day going are you enjoying the show um so once again that's just me and go (laughs) but you know i think if you want people people to really uh visit your site off your fan page and things like that mm-hmm. um it's become more and more important again to give them some kind of incentive you know not just go check out the latest whatever but um i have seen some things offering incentives to people to go check out their site whether it be you know certain content that you wouldn't know about unless you were a fan on the page or a variety of other stuff. So that's really important. Um, or that's becoming more and more important, I guess I should say. That, you know, there are a million Facebook pages out there. There are a million fan pages out there. Uh, we all have thousands and thousands of Facebook friends. So some of that stuff gets lost in the shuffle if you don't make it interesting. Uh, it, it's also, you know, if you're going to be doing posts about your product, you really need to have some artwork mm-hmm. on there. You know, I know Facebook is a little 
grabby with artwork these days, but you need to throw something up there that's going to visually catch someone's eye because those just word posts tend to glance right off the eye if you're not careful. Oh, yeah. So I think that's really smart. And then, um, you know, it shows it's it's kind of the same thing. You know, if you want your book to be to be seen, put it up where people can see it. Don't just lay it flat on oh, yeah. a table, you know, um, get it, get it standing up somehow. Go buy yourself, a, you know, a pack of 10 of those little standy things that you can glue to the backs of things and stand your book up that way. You know, bag and board it and put that on the back of it, you know? About those picture frame standee things, too. Actually, we have uh, top loaders that you can put an easel on the back of it. Pops them right up. They look shiny and everything. That blue line. So, you know, yeah, definitely. So, you know, um, because people might not look down on that flat surface if they don't have some reason to. But they will at least have their eye glance across a standing right. up surface. Plus it makes your table yes. look fuller. Yeah. If you have things standing up on it, it gives the illusion that your table's got a lot more going on well, than it does. If, if anybody, I believe my Derby con setup was the best setup I've done since getting back into this. I had the uh, rack with the sky storm stuff. So many, 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 many of the books are all faced out. I had behind the edge of the back table had stuff popped up, whether they were large prints or small prints or some signages and stuff like that. And then I had stuff laying down. So the stand, and then I had the back stuff, the the back display and stuff. So I had multi layers is what I was trying to do is put the backstop, the back of the table, the front of the table, just multi layers to catch people. If you can catch them, I, I, Bill and I was talking about artists about this. For 20 bucks, you can get a full color biz, uh, trading card printed. Mm-hmm. What, what for a thousand? And then maybe it's a little bit more. Maybe it's 25. It's cheap. As soon as I get them to slow down, I hand them a card. It says, "Are you familiar with this?" And they always say no. So I say, you know, it's a. We post a new strip every week online. The address is on that card, and you know, please check us out. That's my pitch. That's it. And they take the and, card. I haven't seen many on floors at the beginning or at the front doors at a con, so I haven't seen many of them tossed away. <laughs> so I'm guessing most of them are getting home at least. And by being a trading card, it makes them a little different than a business card. That's why I like it a little bit larger, a little bit bigger, bigger piece of artwork. I, I like that because people are used to baseball cards and football cards, um, you know, non-sports cards. So I really like that as a little marketing tool to give away. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, for for those of you who still can't wrap your mind around what you're doing as a business so you don't have a business card, that trading card is the next best thing because the back of that not only allows you to talk about your character, but it also gives you a place to put your Mm -hmm. URL. And, uh, you know, contact information for people to be able to find you later on. Because, you know, I don't know about other people, but I usually end up with a good 50 
card, trading card, mini flyer, you know, uh, mix of stuff by the end of every show. Just because you know, people are people are starting to get more savvy right. to that, but unfortunately, there's still that large number of people who are not, and who are afraid to call themselves a business or you know whatever whatever the logic is there. I mean, well, you know, I think the difference with a trading I, card is I was just cleaning out the truck and I had about a dozen business cards from DerbyCon that I had in my pocket. I stuck mm -hmm. it in this little holder and most of the cards, you know, have an image or something on it. So I knew, and then there's this, my business card where it was flipped over and their name and contact information was written on it. I have no clue who it is and why I got their information. And so I'm looking and going, okay, why was this person so important that I needed their information? Was I supposed to get back to them? Was I supposed to send them something? You know what I mean? It was just a name yeah. and information. I'm going, oh, that's why it's so much. I, I like to trade. You can do it with business cards too, but I like to trade in cards because you can get an image on there. You can get information on the back. So it's important you know we go through a few thousand a year i mean i hand them out i've gone to shows and put if they have a freebie table in the front where people grabs posters and mm -hmm. stuff i'll walk up and put a couple hundred Toss up there, there yeah. they'll be gone at a motor city con this year i put a couple hundred up there they were gone they were on the floor they were gone people grabbed them and picked them up free trading card heck yeah and and percentage of those people I probably never saw because they never made it to my table or got around to me. So that was a good way to reach them that way. So we're really saying cons and social medias together, not either or. Is that where we're getting at? Right. There is no versus. <sighs> yeah. There is no versus. It's con. Con helps social media. Social media helps con. Um. You know. Not to not to get away or not to go back to the the business and trading card thing. I'll let people in on a little secret. I had a studio name before I ever had a studio. Mm -hmm. I was putting my studio name on things, calling myself a professional before I ever touched pen to paper. Nobody's going to come after you. Trust right. me. You can put you can make a name a studio name for yourself. Just don't try to call yourself Marvel. But you can make a studio name for yourself, put, you know, your home address, you know, just put a card out for yourself. Take that character you've been drawing and redrawing and redrawing for the past five years of high school. Throw him on a card, mm -hmm. just you know. Trademark it. You know, yeah, it. just trademark Copy it. Put your little um, copyright and trademark on there. Right. And, you know instant card instant collectible for people yes. you know um people like that stuff people like yep. swag i can't say this enough people love to go to conventions and pick up yes. stuff that you know it may be stuff that still they still have bags of stuff from like eight conventions back but people like to pick up stuff and put it and carry it with them in a bag you know, to ostensibly go and look at later. It's, I, got, it's, I got stuff from 20 years ago. Exactly. Yeah, I still have crap from, you know, from 90s Wizard World shows. So, 
you know, it's it's just something about a convention. People like free yep. stuff, and it it can be just something as easy as a card or something as as involved as a you know couple of page comic book preview, or you know, a, or a free print or you know, what have you, but. It's definitely something to think about to get people to your table, to get them to remember you. Especially if you're smart enough to put your name and your studio name and your contact information right. on there. And if you're not smart enough to do that... You need well, to bring that person along with you, John. Come on now. Yes. No, you should be smacked because we've told uh. you this enough. No. Then you do need to bring, you know, like I said before, if you're not gregarious, and not everyone is, you know, um, it took me a long time to become this smart ass, <laughs> believe me. So, no, <laughs> no. Uh, no. Uh, uh, you hush, Nichols. But, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it takes a certain amount of uh, chutzpah to, to do this in front it of does. people. And, and you have way. shows and bad shows. Um, I mean, I'll go to the show and right, right, exactly. either I'm exhausted from getting there or setting up and I'm just sort of vegging. And then this past derby, I was exhausted because I'd just done Kings Out in two days, got in at 1 o'clock, turned around, got up at 5, mm-hmm. drove down there. And so Ooh. I was actually bouncing off the walls just so I'd stay awake. So I'm staying behind the table and... uh messing with Bill and Alexander and tossing out cards and talking and basically I was trying to stay awake, you know, <laughs> but you know, it just depends on shows. There's some shows where I'll kick back and, and it doesn't do me as well. You've got to stay after it. You've got to, you're there to promote if that's why you're there. Now you have guys that show up and says, I'm here to make money. Here's my sketch list. Start filling it up. John met some of those at heroes con. Yeah, and you know, there's nothing wrong with that if that is your, if that is your concern for that show, that's fine. But you know, don't gripe and whine that you, that nobody picked up your comic if you did nothing to promote right. it. You know, you you've got you've got to. We keep saying the word balance, but you know that's really what it is. It's a balance. You've got to find that internal balance that allows you to do both or bring a friend one or the other you know bring someone who will talk up the book while you sit there and yes. draw you, you know you let me ask you this um, go ahead no go okay. ahead um you said you got to give them something like we were talking about at shows having a card or, or some reason to come back to you and social media that's a little harder to give them something what is. something i was thinking about i just recently for clay's way we've been we're trying to find a fan base for this strip i mean we're 100 and something strips 125 130 strips in we've got a nice small following thank you aunt and uncles um no, really, it's more than just aunt and uncles. I've got a few cousins that come and see it, too. But it, it's been small. And it's and we're, we're going into our completing our second year on this. So it was suggested to me that I try to set up some niche market areas um, to do my PR. 
So I recently set up a uh, Fur Affinity account. That is like the DA of uh, the furry area. John, you're familiar with it. Um, right, yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to start posting a couple of the penciled and inked artworks a day, you know, and messing around in there. It's sort of a DA simplified. Um, I like it. Um, I should probably be over at DA at my account there doing the same thing. I probably will. Um, but I've been thinking about, like, on Monday, posting Jackie's pencils, just the pencils, for the strip that's going to go live on Wednesday. And this is sort of like here, by seeing my post here on DA or for FA, for Affinity, you get to see the penciled artwork that nobody else gets to see. So please come and see what it actually looks like finished on Wednesday or at the, shop, or at the website. Sort of my something for following us. What do you guys think? Right, you know, that that's a really like good that? idea. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a great idea. And, you know, you, you can do stuff like that. You could say, okay, uh, like the next hundred people that like my page will be put into a contest drawing for whatever, right. you know, for original art or for, um, you I'll know. tell you so much is like in Bill, he, he, uh, he got me on this one is I didn't even think about this is we last week, John, we we're talking about social medias and how to get them all work together and, you know, work, let mm-hmm. get more out of less work. And, of course, Bill goes, well, don't you have that little share button underneath your strip? And I'm like, yeah, why? He goes, well, click it. And I did. <laughs> and it just happens to share to my Facebook page. Yeah, kind of does. So I think what we should do is, like, if you're talking about like that, is something to say, come and share my, and drop right. me a message, show me where you shared it, and I'll send you you know a digital print or something like that that's just for you and actually i just right. came up with that idea and i need to write that down because i really like it uh. <laughs> <laughs> well you know it can even go both mm-hmm. directions um you know it could be like me on facebook and you know something will happen over here and then you know if you share from the website then something to benefit you over mm-hmm. on facebook you know, it can go both ways if you want it, because Facebook is becoming, um, I guess, intuitive enough these days that you can almost pre-link it to anything. It allows you to kind of bounce back and forth in that way now. So, you know, there's a lot that someone, uh, they just take a little time to lay out the groundwork for it um that you know there's a lot of cool stuff that can be done right i agree it's just a matter of you know preparing yeah, i for think it. i'm going to experiment with the pencils and uh on mondays and i'll i'll come back i'll do that for a month or so and then come back and let you guys know if i see an increase in the uh analytics or not and because i can yeah, follow I mean, the traffic through analytics, so I can tell where it's coming from. Right. I mean, people love that right. stuff, you know? Uh, they love to see the behind-the-scenes and in-progress right. stuff. Right, right. But, um... 
cool. Wow, silence. Um, I'm sitting here staring at the strip trying to think of ideas. Um, something, and this is totally different, so um, throw this out here to you guys and see what you think. Um, ah, never mind. We'll save it for another podcast because I think that whole this idea okay. that I'm thinking about doing with Clay's way, I think it's a whole podcast. Um, stores. We've sort of left out stores. We've talked in conventions. We've talked social medias. We haven't really said, hmm, can you build a following in stores? Can you compete with Spider-Man like, and Batman and Star Wars? Well, Star Wars don't really do that well in comic shops. Um, like actual yes. comic stores? Um, really, the only way to build a following there is to Your go local there. store. You know, go to your local store, have a right. signing. Have a, you know, have an art class or an art competition or, you know, something to promote you at the right. store. Uh, you know, see if you can con the owner into giving you space for a right. gallery of stuff. You know, um, it's essentially you need to go get really, really nice and friendly with your local comic book store guy. And sell him on the benefits of you taking up, you know, a few feet of his store space for a Saturday right. and having signings. I tell you what like we that. used to do, and it was easier. Well, we did it at both locations. We were actually all three locations. As we had a rack that was local talent. And there mm -hmm. we had the ringtails, we had Eric's, we had mine. Um, right. and, and yeah, right. anybody was local and we moved some of, uh, um, Eric Adams, um, lackluster worlds. We moved some retail cafes, um, books, confectionaries and the retails. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that's a huge plus if you can talk your store and running a, a, a local, you know, these are local guys or this is us local doing it. Signings are good, but you got to do them on Wednesdays. You got to do them on Wednesdays when they walk in to buy their new stuff. Right. Because they're there and they're there to spend. I've done signings on weekends. I've done all kinds of stuff for people. And the best ones are Wednesdays. And the problem with that is the store owner is so busy trying to make his weekly money that it's hard to get him to agree to do a Wednesday. Because you got so many other things to do right. as a store owner. And he doesn't want you blocking his new right. comics either. Yep. Mm -hmm. So I think really savvy store owners recognize, especially if they have local talent, they're more apt to, um, because that is a tool that you, again, it, it pulls people in because of the personal touch, the personal. Um, this is a person who creates comics and a lot of people, or maybe not a lot, but I'd say there are some people who sort of live vicariously because they cannot create comics or they do not create comics because maybe they have a mundane job or they just haven't been in that position in life that by knowing somebody who does create comics, that sort of lets them in a little bit. Okay. But were you going with that stores would support local talent? Oh, some do. You sound some like an, a previous store owner who is a comic creator. Because I'll be honest, yeah. unless you've worked with Marvel DC, 
they really don't. Wow. Not much, not many. I mean, I've got this guy in Lex, and I'm not even gonna say. Let me cut this right here. But that's that's there. Well, I've got I've got this store guy. I've known him for years and years, and every time I run into him at a con or something, he he says, you know, oh yeah, you guys come down. I know he doesn't mean it. I know that he doesn't move any of our stuff. He's it's friendly. It's nice of him to say so. But because it's not Marvel, it's not DC, and that's what he truly moves, it, it's just, it's not there. I mean, there's not, if you can get in with a store owner and you can get them to promote you, then one, no doubt, they're an indie-friendly store. And I love indie-friendly stores. Um, right. But those are so far and few behind, man. Because I'll be honest, Marvel and DC pays the bills. Well, they pay yes, everyone's they bills, but if you get that one, you know, if you get that last three dollars that someone has on your book, you win. You know, it gives, you know, you're getting someone to check out some title that doesn't have Marvel or DC smacked on the front of it. Right. No, I agree. I agree. So, you know, you have to. Yeah, you know, you have to. uh you have to uh, keep the faith about that stuff. I mean, none of us work at Marvel and DC. We probably never will. But, you know, that's not why we make comics. Well, at this point in time, I don't want to. You know, if they well, come yeah, looking, I would really question, is that something I want to do? Everyone is making a mass exodus out of there. Yeah, but anyway. just, at at um, this point in time, my effort, I really own, like owning what I create. Because what right. else can I or my kids do with that? So, yeah, it's just, I have nothing against Marvel DC. I don't know what they're doing. I know people are leaving. Things are changing. and But, you know, I'm like, mm, it's not for me. 30 years ago, ate it up. Would have ran to them. Boom. Mm-hmm. Um, now, no. Well, I have actually inked on Marvel paper. <laughs> <laughs> But it does as an assistant, assisting another anchor. So, but that's still cool. But I, as far as you know, what I would want to do is do my own stuff. Agreed. Which is what we're doing. Yes, yes, we are. Yeah. And when I say about savvy store owners, I'm saying that that that. If you have if you're you have a store owner who can recognize that they have local talent, just like again referencing a previous podcast because we've done 60 some yeah. odd of them uh, we've talked about ha- when I had was a retailer if there was a, a comic book produced in the state of Kentucky right. I tried to carry it because there was, I had one from Bowling Green one from Lexington I carried a couple that you did um, back before we ever met you know so and having having talked with people that were in my store, they were sort of interested in that too. But I've also been around a store that had two people inking actual comic books on a fairly regular basis, and he wouldn't put our books out just because uh, the word clueless comes to mind. <laughs> and... Uh, 
good guy, mm-hmm. but no, no. And I, I just didn't, I, I, I just don't, uh, I, I see lost opportunities, what I see. Right. You know, I, I get people through the door or get people in the door. And if you develop that, and if you are a creator and you can develop that network of other people, um, other stores or other conventions, maybe, you know, it's a day, a day out where you get to meet people or plus maybe you just meet some fans or you make some fans. And that's what you're doing is maybe bits and pieces. You're assembling your fan base. Maybe kind of, again, depending on your, your convention experiences and stuff, it may just be a microcosm of that. But if you don't pursue it, you know, people may not be to be to be the path to your door. So, well, what like I brought up the the for affinity because I can do that with um the stuffed animals and stuff that comes to reality. I'm wondering, and again, I'll update us on how it goes. If if worldwide social media is, I really think you get lost. Like John says, only a percentage of you see it. Um, I've got so many on my Facebook now that my wife informs me when a family member makes a post because she's just got family and I go find it and read it because I never see it. Um, I'm just wondering if getting into these niche medias, if you do a book about steampunks, get into that or sci-fi, get into sci-fi area, horror, get into that type of stuff. Um, there's shows for everything. There's media for everything. Um, there's special groups that you can socialize with for just about any kind of genre out there. I'm wondering if you can't, and here again, you can't spend a lot of time doing that because you're not producing your work like we discussed last week. Well, I think at that point you have to make a fan page. You don't or name. Right. You put you put it under, you make a fan page for Clay'sway or for... You know, or for the whole studio, um, you know, um, because it will get lost under your mm-hmm. name. Definitely. Unless you're one of those uh, religious Facebook readers that is on there pretty much right. all day, like me. So, <laughs> um, you know, you have to. Uh, if if your things are getting lost in there, you don't think people can see you go make a fan page. Then invite everyone over to your fan page, and um, that way you yeah, can but knock all those people off your regular. I think and we do that with um, uh, you know, we have a Clay'sway fan page on Facebook. We have a Sketch Magazine mm-hmm. Facebook. Mm-hmm. We have Blue Line. We have I don't know, Bill. What I got five or six of them. You're on most of them. Um, yep. I think. I'm talking about like going to like FA or DA, um, DVR, or finding oh, well, yeah. those niches and trying to. You now, Lore sort of pushed it, but Lore Inez, she was at uh, mm-hmm. West Virginia Con, Tricon, and um, walked in the room, and I hadn't really heard her talk about how her strip started. And her strip is. She's going to kick my butt. Thank the you, dreamer. the dreamer, at what thedreamer.com, right? I'm a true fan, uh, Laura. Laura, I love you. <laughs> I love you, Laura. Um, 
I bring you donuts, <laughs> Laura. Okay. Um, but she had talked about in the early days, before there's really Facebook, there was MySpace and other things. And she would go to period, uh, period, like, like groups that were talking about Civil War. They were talking about certain things that she was interested in saying, hey, she'd sign up for them and say, hey, I happen to do a strip about this over here. And she really worked those medias hard. But she was getting into niche areas, so that's I'm sort of backtracking with. I, I'm wondering if the whole wide thing is just too much now. That I find myself just blowing past a lot of Facebook stuff, and that you need to slide into a niche area to really build your fan base. Because if you can build a fan base, a fan base that spends and supports you, like steampunk, like fur. You know, like sci-fi, if you can get in with them and, and get them to support you, then, uh, you know, that really helps do the project, keep things going. Well, you know, it works It works kind of in that way where you, uh, like when you initially went to one of those teacher yes. conventions, you know, um it works sometimes and then maybe if you know that had been mixed with some announcements on broader social mm -hmm. media you might have done a little better yep who knows uh the only problem with niches is that uh and they tend to they tend to be a little closed you know, it's a little hard for the average person to get into niches right. like that. Like uh, the fur community, all of them very great, but they're also very insular. Mm -hmm. You know, they uh, they kind of keep to themselves a lot. So they do, and yeah, I, it's a little I hard don't know to get if in I'm able sometimes. to get in there. You know, I'm using artwork, and uh, you know, uh, Dan was suggesting, well, you got to like some people's posts, and you got to do this and do that, and I'm like, all right, that's that's time taken away from doing what we want to do, you know, which is make comp. It's a necessary evil. We'll see. I want to see how much I can get, you know, how much I have to do to build the following. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I get on for an hour oh, yeah, a day, well. no, I, I just can't. If I can get in there and do 15 minutes and post and look at some art or like it and do whatever they need, okay, that's cool. Because I'm going to do 15 minutes here, 15 minutes there, 15. I'm going to have an hour total in the marketing on the medias. Well, you know, at first it's going to be a lot more time because you're going to have to set everything right. up. And you're going to have to show, you're going to have to point all the people to where you are and go, hey, uh, you know, this is my deal. This is how it's like what you all like. And, um, you know, this is... Uh, this is why I think you should come over here and check it out. You know, that's going to take a lot of time initially. Then after that, you'll have the opportunity once it gets out there into the greater ether that, uh, you know, you won't have to take as long to maintain it. But, you know, that initial hit, yeah, you're going to be a couple hours, I would say, messing with it, you know, getting every getting it built up to be something that you want people to come look at. Right. 
necessary evil. evil. I guess. It is. It is. Necessary We've got evil. to, you know, balance it out. I guess. Mhm. Well, you know, like you were saying, pick a day. This is my day for social media. This is my day for creation. You know, you you've got to give yourself that schedule. You need to. I mean, it's a job. Uh, you know, it could be what you love and all that, and that's great that you love what you're doing and that you found your life's dream. But if you don't treat it like a job, you will never succeed at it. I found that out the hard right. way. Until I started treating what I do like a job, I wasn't doing right. crap. I wasn't getting anywhere. But when you start treating it like a job, when you build a schedule around it and you build responsibilities for yourself and you look at it from a managerial standpoint and say, what am I doing today to get this train from point A to point mm-hmm. B? Until you do that, you're fooling yourself. You know, until you do that, it's just going to be a hobby in some cases, it's an expensive hobby. It can be. Or it depends on... It can be a very expensive It depends hobby. on how much you value your time and then how much you right. sink into merchandise. And that's including just making the comics anymore. If you're going to a con, the comics themselves are merchandise. So they're yes, not indeed. cheap to print and, in short runs. Right. And, you know, the, just the materials... You know, um, I've said many times um, on the sketch blog that the materials are important. Yeah. You know, just getting the proper materials to do a job that looks like something that you would want the public to see and not, you know, not just, hey, I bought, you know, a $5 sketchbook and some pencils and some markers over the dollar general and i'm going to make a comic you know doesn't quite work right. that way you you need to i mean that's why that's why things like blue line pro exist artists need materials artists need good materials to create good work you know the uh the idea of the person that can make the Mona Lisa out of mud is very rare yes you know, um, the people that are so talented they can make anything out of nothing are very rare. But there is a large number of people that if you give them the right tools, they'll turn out decent work. Oh, I agree. And to and to quote Bill, so there. Nah. <laughs> oh wow. Oh wow. Well, I'm I'm getting quoted now. Bill's busy working Facebook. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because oh, I, I tied both that... of you uh-huh. and plugged this, the podcast yes. as well. Oh, wow. Well, so yes, I did. Up on my Facebook, mm-hmm. you know, because I have it open in a different window and it's uh, the number keeps going up. And I'm like, who is posting so much on mm-hmm. Facebook right now? That would be me, bro. All marketing. All right, guys. I think we beat this oh, thing to death. I think, I think you've got to balance. My, my thoughts are you got to balance comics that you can affordably do, and have some cool merchandise. Um, 
just a comic hardly is enough anymore. I think cheap prints, buttons. I mean, there's a lot of stuff you can get out there and make short runs of and not invest a lot of money into trading cards um, that you can do. I think social medias are the way. Um, the youth, my 20-year-olds all over it, my 11-year-olds gets a ton of his content from the computer. Um, I think you've got to balance it. And um, it's, it's important. I'm saying probably needed something I haven't done is chase those niche markets. Um, we're not going to get a whole lot of love at the uh, websites for news except for comicrelated.com. Um, that could change someday. To get love at news sites? I don't know. Yeah. I see it's getting love at Comic Related. I don't see it's getting love anywhere else unless you got Marvel DC plastered on your cover. I see uh, Newsarama is doing a spotlight on a web comics. Has anybody noticed the web comics are like the premier top of the line web comics? So it's almost like okay, that's the Marvel and DC of web comics. I, I don't nah. But anyway, another discussion there. Um, I do think the niche stuff is way to roll. So that's where I'm heading to try to Clay's way, and I'll let everybody know how it goes. I like to see the readership build up. I mean, it's work for Jackie and I both, and we enjoy it. And we like the artwork, so um, I use it as a, a work in progress, so I can then share with the listeners and the readers of Sketch what we find out so um because we killed this we really didn't kill it i think there's some good information in there um john you want to update us on some recent posts at cr sure i can do that um very quickly uh for those of you who don't know go to comicrelated.com slash sketch and there are new how-to videos up there every week uh, most recently being um, an interview with Marvel painter Paolo Riviera. Uh, really cool guy, does some really fantastic work, uh, giving old Alex Ross a run for his money. So go check him out. He's really cool. Um, how-to video on how to draw a hand holding a sword. Um, a lot of young artists, especially uh, the object in their hand tends to float in their hand mm -hmm. they forget to do the depth and to make it look as if it's being gripped rather than just sitting in someone's hand so check that out very important video um a couple of copic marker tutorials uh because um, i recently went to a class and it was really cool and i liked i liked what i learned so i like finding those copic how-to's um once again, doing some posts of people's sketchbooks because I think it's an excellent way for people to broaden and develop their own style and to maybe find some new interests if you're looking at someone else's sketchbook and people don't always have big groups of friends around them that have sketchbooks. So whenever I find a cool one, I try to pop it up here. Um, also drawing hair, creating armor, a couple little updates on people's workstation and art supplies 
And finally, drawing a forest background that one pretty much speaks for itself. So that catches us up for this week. Bill, you've got some uh, how-to coloring videos running over at sketchmagazine.net. There's Mm -hmm. coloring coloring comics in Photoshop. It's a six-part. That's that's one that's running right now. Underground comics, I believe, is what they are. Uh, Broke it up. And I watched it, and I actually, I mean, I don't use Photoshop very much, but I understood what he was talking about. That's always good. So, yeah. yeah. You want that from a tutorial. Yes, yes you do. Yes. Um, what's going on over at the Mentor? Uh, let's see. I should say uh, Comics Mentor. Well, you, yeah, you could. Uh, my post today was, and you mentioned it before we ever got this going, was, I'll never go to San Diego Comic yeah. Convention. <laughs> Liar. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm never going. I'll, never? I, promise, I promise you I will never go. Oh. But I don't Even mean Even if that. I get rich and take all my friends? Okay, well, you. in that case, maybe. But <laughs> if I if I had that money, again, I would use it for something practical. Yeah. Um, or something with my kids. So that's just that's my personal thing. But, I mean, I don't mean a bad way. I just mean I'm not... I, I get asked every year by somebody somewhere right. if I'm going, whether it's online or in person or people hear about it on G4 mm-hmm. or some of the other things. They're like, are you going to that big, you know, no. And it's like, well, maybe, ne- you know, we've talked about doing it next year or, or whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of saying that. I'm, I'm never going to go. And I, I don't plan on ever going. Um, but that's my big post for this week. Like I said, it's not a, not the mean thing i'm not there's i'm not just in san diego because i i love seeing all the, the the things that come out of san diego whether it's announcing this or that or things that artists have posted and you know there's some cool prints that some of the people that you know on facebook and stuff have shown the prints that they're doing or prints of the things that they're about to do and so i, I like seeing that stuff but I mean, for me personally, I'm not going to. So. Well, I've been, I've been three times, and each time it's gotten larger and larger and larger. And uh, it, it's I'm going to drag you out to somehow, some way, if it's on my ticket, because it is. I think anybody who does what we do um, needs to experience it at least. Um, it is amazing. It's cool to see that kind of support for this industry. And of course there's thousands of other industries out there promoting, using it to promote themselves from movies to games to whatever toys and statue, whatever. But it's cool. But the biggest thing is you can get lost so easy. I think we've talked about this in the past that, um, for me to do it again, I've got to be able to do the type of setup that will draw the attention um, I don't know if you've noticed some people on Facebook have been posting uh, like Sideshow. Mm-hmm. Did you see how big those banners were at Sideshow? Mm-hmm. Those banners mm-hmm. must be 25, 30 feet tall. The walls. It's like blocking out. And I think that's sort of what you have to do to have a successful booth is that you have to have these, these booths that are just like so big, so humongous that stops people to get them to, to check you out. Because um, the crowd's shoving you forwards and backwards, and it's just crazy. So. 
Yeah, some of the news. Have have... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was, I was about just to say, I think you have to have fireworks going off and dancing bears mm -hmm. and, you know, to get anybody to stop for very long just because it's such a mass of people and it's such a visual overload. It is. You know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, I was saying, I was going to say that some of the media stuff, a lot of, well, several of the media things have been above the floor so that they are looking down on right. the, you know, the the uh, landscape of people and cosplay people and uh, publishers and stuff. So, uh, yeah, it would be easy to get lost in that. So Yeah, G4 tends to do that. They tend to have that, like, mm -hmm. uh, upper thing where they interview people just because someone would get mauled oh, down yeah, there on would. the floor. God forbid you're a cute girl in a small mm. costume. You probably can't move more than five yeah. feet. But yeah, it's definitely something. So don't say you can say never on your ticket, but don't say never, never. Right. All right. For me, Blue Line. Um, I just offered something Blue Line that was pretty cool. Oh, have you guys seen this Moo Eraser? Since this is an art podcast, mm -hmm. have you guys seen yeah. it before? Yes. I haven't uh, seen it work. But I, I got an email it. from Blue Line <laughs> saying. Yeah, Other than that I. email, have you guys physically seen it? No. Pretty cool. Okay. It's like a. It works sort of like a normal eraser, but yet it's sort of like a gum eraser. Um, instead of having, um, nice. you know, the shavings and stuff from your eraser that gets everywhere, like in your keyboards and on your art tables and on the floors, so the wife complains when you erase stuff off. Um, you end up with this little gummy thing that's easy just to pick up and toss away. That's full of the lead that you just erased off. So um, we had a we had people come up the past couple conventions and ask for it. They'd found them, and Mike went out searching and found it, and now they're available at Blue Line. Nice. So that that was the cool. featured art product in the newsletter. If you don't get the newsletter, you need to join the 10,000-plus people who do. Go to Blue Line and sign up for it. Um, I would tell Mike to drop me one in the mail, but he'd actually do it. Okay. If you write, a, if you write an article would, about it, he will. Yeah, well, no, I was joking uh -huh. once about... Uh, that Papermate Infinity mm -hmm. lead pen <laughs> mm -hmm. or pencil. I said, hey, Mike, drop me. Uh, yeah, send me one. And he actually did. I'm like, are you crazy? Did you write him an article? Well, Not yet, no. but I got to get on it, buddy. We got to roll. <laughs> yeah, you know, I have. <laughs> I don't have like 20, 30 articles All to write right. a day. Well, you're cut off now. No more free products. Um, oh, boo. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it, it's a neat little product, so. Um, I think that's it, guys. How, John, how can they reach you? Uh, easiest way to reach me is john at comicrelated.com. See, Bill, I got that right last week. Mm -hmm. Bill, how Pretty can good. they reach you? Oh, go ahead, John. Oh. No, I was going to say, and speaking of Comic Related and San Diego, mm -hmm. uh, through the magic of podcasting, I think San Diego will be over by the time everyone hears this. But if you missed any of the San Diego coverage, go check it out on Comic Related because we will have done a proverbial buttload of coverage by then. You, you wow. are doing your standard San Diego blowout coverage this year? Blow out the yeah, knowledge, cool. yeah. Cool. If there's cool news, right. we'll have it. 
a proverbial buttload of news. A proverbial buttload. You heard it here at Sketch Magazine Podcast. Buttload. That's right. Bill, how can they get a hold of you? Uh, comicsmentor at gmail.com. You can write me directly. Uh, if you go to Sketch Magazine, there's a tab at the top, and you can click Comics Mentor and go read the latest blog. And you know, Tell me about your San Diego experience or your dreams of going to San Diego. Or, there you go. Get involved. Tell him why he has to come out yeah. there. Um, or drop something in the sketch forums that are up and running right now. Yes. Yeah. Start something there. Um, you can reach me at bobh at bluelinepro.com. That comes directly to me. Um, you can reach all three of us at podcast at sketchmagazine.net. I know some people are doing .com. That guy will not sell me the site, and he's not using it, so I try every year. Um, it is sketchmagazine.net. So I had some people says I tried emailing it. I'm like, oh, it's .net. You gotta make sure you send it .net. So, got that out. Um, that's it. We'll, let us know. Yep. Let us know, and uh, we'll be back next week. And appreciate, it, guys. Okay. Thanks. <laughs>